Hey everyone, this is Joe. And this is Devin. Welcome to Partners in Fright. Uh, this week was Devin's choice. Uh, yeah, and I chose Saturday morning mystery. Is it mystery or is it massacre? Well, we're unclear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on IMDb, it's listed as Saturday morning mystery. Yet, right. when the movie was over, it said Saturday morning massacre. So, one of the many, many things that I'm very confused about this movie. Uh, Yeah. This one's going to be a different one, folks. I just want to start out by saying that I was so excited for this movie. Oh, no. I was so <laughs> excited. You know, I will say, uh, so each week so far, we have known what movies, like, like if it was my if it was my week, I would tell you a couple days before, hey, this is, you know, what we're going to watch. This is the first week where I told Devin I just want to be surprised. I don't want to. Were you surprised? <sighs> yeah, in like the worst way possible. <laughs> um, so I didn't want to know anything, and up until we started watching the movie, she told me the title. We searched it up, um, which, by the way, if you want to, uh, we found this on uh, Tubi, and it's about an hour and a half. Which I feel like is, I don't know, maybe like an hour and 28 minutes too long. Yes. Oh, dear God. Joe and I can't even look at each other seriously right now in order to do any kind of form of small talk or banter. Uh, let's get this right out in the open. This movie is a steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> it is just like... <laughs> yeah, this... I. With 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 movies in general, I want to try and give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and not really shit on it because you know that's not people actually worked on this and it was made, which is an achievement in itself. But <laughs> there there are so many inconsistencies, so many questions. The writing, the acting. Dear God, the editing. It was so confusing. I had no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah. Okay, let's try to gather <laughs> some kind of semblance of, like, thought in talking about this. Okay, so I said I was really excited about it because the premise sounds so good. So it's a group of... Do you have something to say? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to read off the summary and then what I've realized what it actually is. Oh, okay. So this, the summary is a team of ghost hunters gets far more than they bargained for when they investigate a creepy mansion with a dark, gruesome past. Immediately, two minutes into this movie, I realize this is Scooby-Doo. It's intentional. I had no idea. Yeah. So, and I knew that going in. I mean, if you look at the movie poster, you can tell immediately it's Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I haven't seen, I didn't see the movie poster. Yeah. And I got two different descriptions from IMDb and then okay. the description on Tubi. Because the description on Tubi is what I just read. Okay. But on IMDb, it literally says it's like a spoof of yeah. Scooby-Doo. And this is like a rated R Scooby-Doo. Right, so it's rated R. It's a horror comedy. Which fails on both ends of that. It really did. <laughs> I thought maybe going in, it was going to lean more towards comedy. Yeah, it didn't nail either. No, not at all. We're laughing for, like, the wrong reasons, I think. Yeah, kind of like we wasted some time and <laughs> <laughs> wish we could go back. and. All right, so let's just get into this. I knew that it was going to be a spoof on Scooby-Doo going into it. Which I love that idea. I do. And I was that's yeah. why I was so excited for right. this movie. Um, My first like, note is, is the Scooby-Doo. Because <laughs> I actually really fucking love the Scooby-Doo live action movies. And Me too. I was like, okay, it's going to be that, but like 
gory. Horror. And, yeah. And, like scary. Yeah, just a great idea. What a great concept. Mm-hmm. Not well executed, at least in this case. I really want, if, if you're a movie producer out there listening to our small podcast, <laughs> I would love you to make this movie and make it successful. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, bring back the cast of the live action Scooby-Doo. Like, so good. Yeah. So they start off as many Scooby-Doo, you know, episodes do, where mm-hmm. they're in kind the of, the, of the the middle towards the end of a, a case that they're working. Right. And what we see is, like, Thelma, basically, and Fred. Like, Fred gets some, like, blood on his face. Thelma, like... Wipes it off with and her finger and is like, it's licks blood. It. She licks yeah. it. She's like, it's blood. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm glad you're using Scooby-Doo names and not the actual names from the movie. Because I don't, I forget I do have a code. Is. I'm just going to get through this first part. I'm just going to let you know I'm calling everyone either Freddy or okay. Elma or Daphne. <laughs> right. Okay. There's like a projection of a ghost mm-hmm. on like the ceiling and Velma figures out that it's, like, a projection. Right. Waves her hand in front of it. And then they, like, run down this hallway, and um, they walk into this, like, well-lit room, and it's, like, a child pornography, like... It's really weird. There's cages everywhere, and then there's, like, a guy, like, blowing, blowing up, up balloons. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> And then the, the lady who's there is like, what does she say? Can I help you? Yeah, something really bizarre. So Not fitting for the scene at all. Obviously, they, like, call the cop, mm-hmm. and the, the cops are angry at them because they were setting up, like, a sting operation, and they've been gathering evidence on these people, and mm-hmm. um, I guess, like, basically the gang, quote-unquote, ruined it. For the police. Right. So this police detective is like scolding them. Right. And, and the, yeah, first, first <laughs> I know what weird you're gonna say. thing, like the camera, ju- like the cop and Velma are arguing and mm-hmm. then the camera just keeps zooming in on like the criminals in the back seat. They're screaming or at least the woman is screaming the her head off screaming. and there's blood and all over yeah. the window. For some reason I thought like, oh, is, is she being attacked by like a creature or something i thought maybe like the guy was uh i don't know like killing himself in there like killing himself in the car or like that something was possessing one of them Mm -hmm. like so many different options and there was like blood everywhere like there was clearly like something going wrong right like in the back of the car but nobody was noticing it right and then the title card comes up and that's it Yep. We never go back to them. It's not even mentioned. They're, like, in a diner neck, and there's no mention of, like, what happened. Nothing. We just, we're going along for this ride, this poorly lit, inconsistent ride. (laughs) (laughs) So they're in a diner kind of, like, reconvening after this, you know, latest paranormal hunt. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Wait, the title card sequence has a voiceover by Velma right. explaining everybody's kind of involvement and how they started doing this. So Nancy equals Velma, Gwen mm-hmm. equals Daphne, mm-hmm. Chad equals Fred, Floyd equals Shaggy, and Hamlet equals Scooby, their dog. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, Gwen and Nancy... Velma, yeah. Yeah, um, started this, like, paranormal investigation business in college. Right. And then, I don't know, like, they were both kind of dating, it it seemed like Nancy was dating Floyd, but they called it off. I guess broke up? Uh, Yeah, it wasn't very clear. Gwen is currently dating Chad. Right. A.K.A. Fred. And she's so lovingly lets, uh... Shaggy and the audience us know that she's currently not on her period. I, when I heard that, I was like, "Did I just hear that correctly?" I thought that it kind of. I thought that she. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that she was saying that she was pregnant because it sounded like her saying, "I no longer get my period." 
I don't. It was. It caught me so off guard. I wasn't expecting it at all. It was such a weird, off-handed comment. So they're in this diner. Gwen gets a call from a guy at a, at a bank. A banker. Yes, his name <laughs> is Mike, and Mike he the banker calls from. He's at this house in the middle of the night, and it's just like there's no lights on. He's just outside this house, and he's like. Yeah, can you get here, like, tonight or, or I don't know, tomorrow, I guess? Yeah. It's like, yeah, this place is uh, really haunted. And he asked them if he, they have a contingency plan. Uh-huh. I don't even know what he was, What I don't even know what he meant by that. I have no idea. It looked like he was kind of talking to someone as well. Right. And Off camera. We learned that when they hang up, he was talking to this, like, maintenance guy. Pedro. Yes. Who was and, raking uh, leaves in the middle of the night, yes. I guess? I don't... <laughs> uh, yeah, so he runs off, and he's like, Pedro, we, like, don't come back. And, <laughs> and, and, and he it, fucking takes off his jacket. <laughs> he has a flashlight, and he takes off his jacket, and I guess he's calling out the ghosts, like he's going to fight them. And this scene goes on way too long. It's almost like a solid five minutes of him scoping out the entrance with this little flashlight and he's calling out the ghost he's like come on let's go you really there let's go yeah (laughs) and and then and then poor mike the banker he gets attacked Mm -hmm. you can't really tell what it is every now and then you see this flash of somebody or something running past in the shadows Mm mm-hmm and it, it's a, it, they make it look like this thing runs up very goosebump mm-hmm. style. Like yeah, he like the creature puts his arms up like it, like you know the camera is and the, right on him and he like puts his arms up. Yeah, like, and the POV is like the creature and it yeah, runs up. Yeah, pretty much the only other thing that we learn from the Steiner scene is that the whole gang is like poor. Uh, and they are running low on money. Their card gets declined at the diner. Mm-hmm. And Mike, the banker, I think he even says, hey, if you can get this done like by the weekend or even sooner, then there's like a bonus into it. Mm-hmm. So then Velma's like, you know, jinkies, we need to <laughs> we need to get on this. And she's like super stoked. Yeah. Um, and we also kind of learned that Shaggy is the only one that believes in no, like the paranormal. No, that's Chad, aka Fred. He's the one who believes in the paranormal. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. So the gang shows up at this house, which is called the Kaiser Place, mm-hmm. and I had to put like two and two together of why there was a banker at this house, and like, like it it wasn't a bank, so but. So it was like foreclosed upon and the bank owns it. And then they're right. like hiring these people to like put a stop to, I guess nobody really believes that there's actual ghosts going on here. It's just, they think that it's like kids. Well, vandalized. well if we back up a little bit, then we get some history with this place. So af- right after the diner, they're driving in their, I guess, mystery machine and uh, they're kind of chit-chatting, and then something goes wrong with the car, and they're, like, yelling about antifreeze or whatever. Yeah, but Shaggy it, put, like, antifreeze where the oil is supposed to be. I guess so, yeah. So they all get, get out of the van, and then a sheriff comes up. And this was a really weird edit, because he walks up, and then they kind of have some discourse a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the sheriff is inside the van, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, with... Uh, with the girls, and they're, like, getting a little information about the Kaiser place. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, the van gets fixed, because they yeah, follow yeah. the sheriff's it's car. It's literally smoking, but it's just fixed miraculously. Yeah, so then they drive up to the gates of the Kaiser place. Well, So, real quick, before that happens, we <laughs> see Floyd, a.k.a. Shaggy, in the back. Uh, and he has, like, a pipe. Oh, yeah. For- drugs mm-hmm. and puts it i don't i forget where he puts that and then he has like a bag of uh lsd mm-hmm. like ha- what are those like tablets stickers i don't know tabs i think paper yeah um 
we don't do drugs, so we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I feel like that's what somebody who does drugs would say. <laughs> um, they lean very heavily into the um, the types of of, of the like. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. The characters of each person in this gang. So like, like the tropes. Yes. Thank you. So it's very, very heavily implied. It's not even implied. It's like, right. Floyd is like the druggie. Yeah, exactly. Like stoner, Mm -hmm. which I mean, that's what Shaggy was in the mystery gang. Yeah. But they really make it like a point in this. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, they, they get some information from the sheriff on the Kaiser place. There's, like a bunch of satanic rituals, whole activity at the house, and they can't nail down like a maintenance crew that will stay there so that they can get the place sold because of all these like happenings at the house. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff also explains that the Kaisers got like oil money and they bought this house and they also put up like a church on the property and they ask what church it was and they say Christian with a Eastern influence. Yeah. And he says that everybody in the town was like into it for a while until they weren't. And they like viewed the Eastern influence as like a cult. Yeah. I couldn't really follow that one a lot. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So then there's like cult rumors circulating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the Kaisers had kids the state was going to take custody of them because they were, like, drunks and they, like, hit their kids. The kids went missing. So then everybody in town and the cops were looking for Mr. and Mrs. Kaiser. Mm-hmm. They finally found them at a motel, like, down the road a bit, and they had stabbed each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a lot of exposition in, like, Two minutes? Yeah, two, they're, three they're, minutes? they're touring this house, and the sheriff is literally just giving us all this info dump. Yeah, but in the most monotone voice, like, delivery <laughs> yeah. ever. Like, oh my god, the sheriff was, like, so bored out of his mind. With, with movies and books and storytelling in general, there's a very important rule called show, don't tell. Yeah. Uh, they don't do... Uh, that is completely out of the window. He just shovels us information. Yeah. And it keeps coming. I was like, okay, all right, we get it. Okay. Yeah. I did laugh a little bit because they were touring the house and they get to this one room and there's like uh, sticks laid out and a pentagram on the floor. And <laughs> um, the the sheriff goes... Oh, yeah, like, piles of sticks on the floor. And then Chad says, that's a pentagram. And then the sheriff looks at it for, like, two beats, and he goes, that checks out. (laughs) And then that's it. They keep walking. Yeah. So we get all this information from the cop. And then, oh, there's, like, black goo. I I wrote down black goo, like, from the girl on the third floor. I must have missed that. Yeah, it's, like, on in the fireplace. Chad finds it. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then that's why he goes there later to do his EVP session. Oh, yeah. that makes much more sense than what I thought. Nancy is, like, flirting with the sheriff, and he says that he's going to come back later to check on them mm-hmm. and uh, gives her his, like, he says his, like, car phone number and his office number. So, like, he's got all his bases covered if he wants or if she wants to call him. Yeah, that sheriff was thirsty. So we see them start investigating after the sheriff leaves. Mm-hmm. And Mona, I don't know why. No, oh, oh my God, that was one of the kids. Uh, Nancy slash Velma mm-hmm. is investigating like by herself. And then Floyd jumps up behind her and like scares her in like classic jump scare fashion. And he calls her crimson. And then she's like, don't call me that. And then he kisses her, but she seems, like, really annoyed by it. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting that. I don't know where the crimson thing came from. It doesn't, we as far s- as I know, it doesn't come back up. No, correct? it doesn't. I was just really confused on, like, their relationship. Yeah, because as far as I know, they kind of were a thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he kisses her. She has that annoyed look. 
And then, and then he, like, runs off, like, playfully. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was really odd. So then they have this, like, awful montage with, like, techno music over it of them just, like, investigating. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. we completely missed the part where Chad has, like, a paranormal or, like, he has, like, a vision. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the sheriff is still there, and he, like, looks over into a corner of a room, and there's a, like, ram skull. Yeah, with horns. skull or something. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he stares at it for a while, and then all of a sudden he gets this vision Mm -hmm. where we get this, like, terribly edited (laughs) series of, like, flash shots there's like a voiceover with it mm-hmm. and it's like a portal to hell, like the Kaiser children, blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's like <laughs> going through all these things and yeah. it's showing like the Kaisers in the past and like, and it's showing them- us clips of stuff that will happen. Yeah. And like they were beating their kids and all this weird stuff. And then mm-hmm. like Chad is like, Oh, I have like a terrible feeling about this place. Like this place is really haunted. Right. Cause they mentioned in the beginning that like, just like in scooby-doo they're like oh like ghosts aren't real it's just bad people Mm -hmm. pretty much and um but chad does really believe in the paranormal right so during this like bad montage it has like this like video overlay like all the shots are like overlaid onto each other and it was just like so like 80s music video it was it really was oh gosh and then (laughs) Someone was in the corners of the frame, mm-hmm. you know, like they were going through each person investigating. And then like we would see like as the viewer, you know, like figures in the corners of the screen. Yeah. Pepper throughout this whole movie there, there was a bunch of like, you see like a figure kind of running in the back of the corner, the back of the room. Mm-hmm. And um, there's plenty of horror movies where that's really effective. I was just like, oh, okay, there goes another shape, there goes another figure. Honestly, I think that, like, the music was what made it really bad for me. Really? Yeah. Did it pull you out? Like, it was just, I feel like it was mixed poorly, and it was just, I mean, overall bad music. Mm -hmm. And, but it was so loud, too. Like, it wasn't, like, a nice, like, background music. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, it was a character in of, of itself. That didn't belong. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't, you're right, it did not fit the scene that it was in. And that's why I was like, oh, is this supposed to be leaning more towards, like, comedy? Is mm-hmm. it just really self-aware? But I don't think either of those things are true, really. Um, and... I feel really bad because at this point, I think I had already asked Joe if I could turn the movie off and we could pretend like it never happened. (laughs) No, we forge ahead. And nothing even, like, really happened up until this point. So Chad is investigating and he's, like, yelling up the fireplace during an EVP session and he's asking about, like, Mona and Frankie, which are Mm -hmm. the Kaiser's kids. Right. He's, like, asking you know, are you with us or, you know, those things that you typically hear during a ghost investigation. And he sees a kid in the chimney opening. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he hears a child singing and then he sees someone in the opening of the chimney and he wants to leave immediately. But Nancy gives this like inspirational speech. That's like, <laughs> Hey, ever since you were a kid, you wanted to see a ghost and you might have like an actual chance to do that tonight and we Mm -hmm. could like prove that ghosts are real and get like real you know verification on tape yeah see you made that sound so convincing and so sincere but yet in the movie it was a very poor speech (laughs) Uh, give Nancy some credit So the girls are outside and they're having like a little heart to heart. And Mm -hmm. this is like, I guess, where we learn that Floyd and Nancy used to be a thing. And Mm -hmm. Gwen says during this little chat, I think we've gone a little (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Yeah, very, very big face palm. I wish it was more like tongue in cheek, but it just straight up out there. Yeah. (laughs) 
while the girls are talking outside, Floyd is in the van and he's watching himself on the camera? That I didn't understand. I thought... This scene was so weird. And this is another example of the terrible editing because it looked like Shaggy was in the van and he had, like, set up the cameras so he's going through, like, you know, the security footage or the footage. And I thought it was... Uh, Freddie was inside, and he was kind of watching over Freddie. And then you see this like shadow. No, it's Fred, not Freddie, right? Oh God, sorry. <laughs> and it's whatever. Fred, his name is Chad. <laughs> no, well, Scooby Doo. Okay. <laughs> anyways, um, there's a shadow that reaches up towards him, and then it kind of like spazzes out, like there's interference or something. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Floyd, right? Okay. <laughs> Floyd was in that room that he was just watching. Yeah. But we don't, like, see him go out of the van and walk inside the house. Yeah, and if this was some kind of, like, spiritual or psychological, like, transportation or something, which I've which we've seen before, this, A, wasn't done very well. And B, I think it was just super lazy, I guess, with the storytelling. And I don't know. This this whole sequence was so difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. I literally, I just wanted to turn the movie off. It was so, like, literally uncomfortable to sit through. So Floyd is now inside the house with Chad. Mm-hmm. Chad's, like, feeding Hamlet the dog. Oh, yeah, that the dog is the whole thing. The dog is there. Yeah. Um, and I wrote down he was either high or possessed, which let's get to in a second. <laughs> but he, like, is laughing like Scooby from Scooby-Doo. Right. And is, like, talking like Scooby mm-hmm. to Chad as Hamlet, the dog. Like Yeah, that's... Because he's like, oh... Uh, you know, I like Gwen because she, like, gives me good scratches, but Chad feeds me. Like, this is Floyd talking. Yeah, it's like he's voicing Hamlet, I guess. Kind of like how, you know, people do those, like, cute things where they talk for their dog. Yes, but this was not cute. Give me dinner. This was, was, like, really uncomfortable This is one of the the only unsettling moments of the entire movie because there was a part, there was, like, an inflection in in his voice that kind of sounded like... Uh, Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise and it. Yeah, it was like, like a Scooby Doo thing. Yeah, but he was like, he's like, I like scratches, scratch behind my ear. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, so he asked Chad to like scratch him, and then all of a sudden he starts growling and says, fuck you. And then Chad is like, don't fucking touch me, man. And then Lloyd says, I'm cool, I'm cool. And he says it over and over and over again. He's like, I'm right. cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. And then the it cuts to the girls and they're outside and then you see the lights go on inside the house. Mm-hmm. So they run in and then they're like fighting. Chad says Floyd is possessed and I like, I just, they kind of have a fight. Like, oh, Nancy, mm-hmm. Nancy goes up to... Floyd afterwards and he's like are you fucking with Chad and he goes yeah I am and then Nancy's laughing in this weird nervous yeah she does this weird like snarky like she like shows your teeth like a dog or something like nose scrunches up a bunch I don't know if it was like a weird nervous laughter or like a tick I let me bring it up in a little bit (sighs) they have like a title card that comes up that says that it's now Saturday and they have like a countdown timer yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that the movie, at this point, when that came up, I thought the movie was going to end with everybody killing each other. Because the cop does mention in the beginning that there, the house had one other owner, and uh, they stabbed each other to death. So I thought, because mm. it was like Saturday morning massacre or something, that they were all going to kill each other, like, come Saturday oh, morning. okay. At, that was my prediction at when, this point. When that, when that popped up, I was just like, oh, another thing that doesn't make sense. Okay. 
I thought this movie was going in so many different directions, but I don't think it went in any of them. Nope. <laughs> Just went in circles. So Gwen becomes really into the seance leaves in this one room where, like, these, like, supposed kids set up, like, a, a seance area, and Chad says something like, oh, these leaves are legit. That's what we saw in this, like, other place in New York or something. Mm-hmm. As if they have enough money to be traveling, like... Yeah, and he pulled out this Wikipedia shit. <laughs> yeah. And then she says that she, like, wants to feel things, that she doesn't feel things, and she wants to feel them. And then she says she wants to be inside the house. Yeah, she starts, like, caressing the walls. Yeah. And then they start having sex. And I literally wrote, is there something in the water they drank? Apparently this was shown in the very beginning of the movie. (laughs) And then it cuts to Nancy. She's investigating on her own again. Mm -hmm. Uh and finds a plastic bag floating downstairs with, like, a bloody face drawn on it. All that I could think of was Katy Perry. So I <laughs> I think at this point I was just kind of detached you from the You were checked out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And then it cuts back again to Gwen and Chad having sex. And there's, like, terrible porno techno music mm-hmm. playing. And they're, like, in a really well-lit closet with mirrors. Yeah. It looked like there was kind of blood smeared on the mirrors as well. Yeah, and Gwen ties a rope, or not no, a rope. That was um, a belt. A belt, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Around Chad's neck. Basically, we get our first sex scene of the pod. So yeah. exciting. I'm just upset that this tainted a little bit of Scooby-Doo for me. <laughs> I just, I was like, oh, that's Daphne and Fred and... Fred likes a belt around his neck. and You're saying that this tainted you over Scooby-Doo over the second live-action movie where Velma comes down in the uh, skin-tight orange jumpsuit? See, that was more than fine. That was okay. That was, <laughs> that was wonderful. And I'm sure thousands of other teen boys also thought that as well. This was on a completely different level. I don't know what in the world this was. And it kept cutting between different positions. And while this was happening... There was a lot of sex. This was... Yeah. And while this was happening, uh, Floyd was just watching this. Oh, yeah. So Floyd's in the van and he's watching them get it on. And then Nancy's still investigating, and there's she's by herself again, and there's a figure behind her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't realize it, of course. No, of course uh, not. And then she hears them having sex and is, like, upset about it and goes outside to get Floyd. Mm-hmm. But then Floyd's still watching them banging on the camera, and then there's a creature figure. Yeah, somebody, like, walks into the closet or the room. And yeah, they're, so, like, standing in the doorway. And then Floyd jumps out of the van, sees Nancy, and he's like, creepy shit. And then they run up. <laughs> <laughs> they run up. And then in the room, we see Gwen and Chad. And mm-hmm. Gwen says, Chad, you're on fire. And there's, like, kind of like a red lighting to the room now. Mm-hmm. And then they stand up, and Chad... Immediately has his tidy whities on. <laughs> like, he's not mm-hmm. naked. Uh, don't know when he pulled them on. And they look out the window and there's fire. All of a sudden, the van is on fire mm-hmm. outside. And they're all downstairs. Gwen is now clothed. Also, right. don't know when she got clothed. And, um... I think Chad still had the belt around his neck at this point, he too. He did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. So they're all... <laughs> the van is on fire, and then they're all in the lobby, like, fucking arguing with each other, while Chad is literally just in white tidy whities He loses his absolute shit at this point. Because this is where he gets... He starts screaming at everyone. Wait, He's, are tidy whities just called tidy whities because they're white? Did you drink some of the water? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they called tidy whities? 
because they're white and they're not loose like boxers. They're <laughs> snug. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, so yeah, they're all standing there arguing. Half of them are naked. <laughs> the van is on fire. Yeah. Chad calls uh Nancy a uh, stupid fucking C word. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. And calls her a whore. No, he called Gwen a whore, his girlfriend. Oh, okay. He's flipping out. Right. And then all of a sudden, they all realize that they are high on acid because Floyd stashed his baggie of LSD Mm -hmm. in the water bottle and they filled it up, which is why I thought there was something in the water because they do show Gwen filling up the canteen. Yeah, there's a spigot outside. I must have missed Floyd, like, putting the baggie in the water bottle. Me too. They might have not shown it at all. Maybe not. Because <laughs> then Floyd is, all of a sudden, he looks at the water bottle, and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, we're all high right now. Which, by the way, it was in a Ziploc baggie. Yeah. And multiple, he saw different people drinking it. Yeah. And he just now all of a sudden realizes or remembers that it's in there. I think it's just convenient when the writers were... I mean, it makes me feel a little bit better that everybody was high. This is like Nancy's little like nose scrunch was because she was like tweaking out. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, So like a lot of other things make sense Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, but still not in like a good way like it yeah. it doesn't redeem itself for everybody being high on acid although right. i will say this scene was kind of funny because like like i said half of them are naked and they're all just yelling at each other and the van is on fire in the background and then they just find out they're all like fucking losing their minds because they took a shit ton of lsd which mm-hmm. by the way that bag was full i mean i again i've never taken acid before <laughs> but I wrote down, I was like, how are they all standing? How are they having coherent conversations? Yeah, it looked like he had a roll of stamps in that bag. <laughs> They'd be, like, overdosing. Right. Like, for real. hmm I mean, I guess <laughs> if you dilute it in enough water, that was kind of a big canteen. But still, I don't think that they would be, like, moving. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think they'd all be, like, lying in, like, one just room catatonic just staring states. at a ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Chad goes, so are you telling me that the van is potentially not on fire right now? And Floyd goes, no, the van's on fire. <laughs> Which was a legitimate laugh out of yeah. me when we were watching it. That was really good. Um, And then Chad calls Gwen a whore, which, like, I don't know where that came from. Mm-hmm. I mean, so then we cut to Nancy... She's, like, tripping by the fountain, and she's pacing back and forth, and she says that everything is her fault, which, like, I really don't understand why she's, like, so hard on herself about all this. Like, it doesn't, I don't know. We honestly don't know anything about these characters. We don't know anything about their situations. We don't know anything about their backstories. Yeah, I mean, there was little indications, I thought, throughout the movie where it was pointed to, towards her as being kind of the leader yeah. of the gang. It seems like she was finding these investigations and she had the whole, you know, uh, coach's inspirational speech earlier in the movie. Right. I think it was like she was thinking it's her fault that the van's on fire, that they can't leave because she convinced Chad to stay. Yeah. I'd- but still, it seemed like Way too big of a reaction. Well, that could have been <laughs> uh, pedal to the metal with her being super high yeah, that's at true. this point. So then Floyd finds her and he's like trying to talk her down. Mm-hmm. And then they start having sex by the fountain out of nowhere. She does that nose scrunch thing again and then she kisses him. Mm-hmm. And then. I mean, they start kissing heavier, and then he says, are you sure? And she says, yes. And then we cut back to Gwen and Chad, and they're breaking up. And it's like this weird montage of sex and breakup, and there's like sappy 
music over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chad says that he's only the money to Gwen, and like I said, he breaks up with her. And then Nancy all of a sudden stops, like, making out with uh, Floyd, and she says that she's quitting the group. So it's like this, it's like that moment in, like, like kid movies where just, like, all the band's breaking up, Mm -hmm. you know? Like in the first Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Nancy, like, goes to leave because she says she's quitting the group, and they find a car, which is Mike the banker's car. Mm-hmm. I, at this point in the movie, I wrote in my notebook, in all caps, I literally cannot watch this anymore. <laughs> I was... It was really bad. Oh, man. And not in a ba- not bad in a fun way, either. Yeah, I'm trying to... be to- honest, like, I didn't have that much... I mean, I'm having fun knowing that you are simultaneously suffering with me. Right. But the other movies that we've watched that were, like, quote-unquote bad were still fun to watch. Yeah. This was kind of painful. Yeah, there was a couple moments where um, we paused it just to see how much time was... Left. Left in the movie, and I always feel kind of bad when that happens. Honestly, it did go by pretty quickly, though. Okay, so they find the car. Oh, and then they cut back to Gwen and Chad again. And Gwen says that she cheated on Chad. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what happened with that exactly. And it doesn't ever come back up again. So then. We didn't, like, see Gwen cheating on him earlier in the film or anything like that. Like. Right. There's, like, no basis for it. It comes out of nowhere. And so I think at this point, Chad, like. He's like, I'm going to lay down with oh, the dog. Yeah, he's like, who the dog, who will love me unconditionally. So then he, he lays his head on Hamlet, and you see Hamlet chewing on a hand. Yeah. Uh, Chad slowly looks over, and he's like... Is that a hand? He goes, is that a hand? Oh, I think he's like, can you confirm that this is a human hand oh, to yeah. Gwen? Because he's, you know, he's not trusting anything that he's seeing at this right. point. When Hamlet... And Chad, can run... We, can we call him Handle It? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> mm, that was such a dad joke. Yeah. They run out to find Nancy and Floyd. Mm-hmm. They're like, we need to get inside this car. And I think Floyd is like, you know, you're just, you're just tripping balls. Like, that's not an actual hand. But then he pets Hamlet. And when he pulls his hand back up, there's blood on his hand. So then he's like, okay, we need to get out. They have, like, one of those things that can unlock the car from the window. hmm Yeah. And they are able to get in the car that way, but there's no keys. They pop the trunk. Chad goes back there, and then he finds the bank guy in the trunk, and he's all, like, wrapped up and bloody. Um, yeah, and he's missing a hand. And pretty gory, too. Mm-hmm. Nancy tries to call the sheriff, but... When she, like, gets on her phone, the customer service answers, which would never happen in real life. And they're like, yeah, you have insufficient funds. You have, like, $300 overdue on your phone bill. If mm-hmm. you could give us a credit card, we'll put your call through. And he and she's like, can you just transfer me to 911? And the guy's like, oh, I really need a card uh, on file. And then all, all the while in the background, Chad is puking. So loudly. <laughs> like, it reminded me of just, like, like Joe and I are parents to toddlers, and it just reminded me of, like, when you have the music going, and two fucking kids are screaming at you, and you're on the phone trying to get, like, a, yeah. a cable bill worked out, and just, like, so many <laughs> overstimulating voices. I, but I, I was, was like... <laughs> I was getting legitimately angry at this point. At Chad? No, 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 oh. at... At the situation... I was getting mad at Chad for throwing up. I was like, Jesus Christ, just fucking stop. I was getting mad at the person on the phone. It's like, ah, you gotta pay your phone bill so I can put the call through to 911. <laughs> and she's, she kept saying the whole time, he's like, I just need to call 911. Yeah. Made no I don't know why, goddamn sense. I don't know why that was put in. Chad but. said numerous times in the movie that he has rich parents and that like everybody just wants him for his money. Why doesn't he rip out his cell phone and call 911 because he's too busy throwing up oh my god (laughs) mike's head or or like the banker whatever his head uh moves and you see that his 
it's wrapped in the same like plastic bag with the bloody face on it that Nancy found earlier. Right. And then Hamlet barks at like a figure or a kid in the distance, like at the house, because they're kind of like in the courtyard area at this point. And then everybody chases the dog back into the house. Mm -hmm. I wrote at this point, is this like that X-Files episode home? Oh. And I was like pretty accurate with that prediction. Oh, wow. I don't even care about like not spoiling (laughs) it until the end. I forgot about that episode. But yeah, the figures that we've seen so far are like disheveled and they look kind of like caveman like. Feral. Yeah. 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 So they're running through this the house and at this point I com- I checked out completely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um this this montage of them chasing the dog through the house lasted probably a good five minutes. Well, you know what they were doing, right? Chasing the dog through the house? Yeah, but it's Scooby Doo. So oh. every Scooby Doo episode okay, needs Yeah, but it was it was like <laughs> Like, I was expecting, I don't know. There like, was, in Scooby-Doo, it's fun because they, like, open the door and, like, you know. They're chasing the creature yeah, or the whatever. Yeah, the creature's there, and then all of a sudden, like, they're all, like, chasing each other the wrong way. And, yeah, it's cute. It's yeah. loving. Oh, this this th- was no, done this, so poorly. This took, like, five minutes to get through. Mm-hmm. And then, so much so, I went on my phone, and then... They showed the next scene, which was, like, this feral person slash child mm-hmm. eating Hamlet, the dog, Yeah, in, like, this really bloody way. And I had to rewind it because I was like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wasn't watching. Um, but, yeah, so they, the this, cre- the, I, I just said this creature. No, this, like, feral person is eating the dog. There's, like, a bloody hammer on the ground, so it, like, chased the dog down and it's eating it now right and then uh floyd's really upset obviously it's his dog you know Mm -hmm. he's like crushed and he's like with uh hamlet and then chad chases after this figure (laughs) and he gets he gets the kid i don't even know whether or not to call it a kid or a person i think it was a kid yeah because he gets the feral kid and he's like holding it down yeah he tackles him down he like kind of like straddles him and then he just beats the living shit out of this thing Mm -hmm. it is insane at at one point i was like oh just just chill wait and then uh what's her what's her face comes in um yeah gwen comes in and she was like no stop stop yeah and then something happened that i was not expecting at all in this movie i thought this was where it was gonna get good honestly you thought wrong. I did. <laughs> so this other person comes in with an axe. Feral number two. Yes. And just fucking takes Chad's head off. Yep. Blood everywhere. It was a it was a clean sweep. Mm-hmm. One swing cut right through the neck, right through the bone. Mm-hmm. And the head comically, like, flies off. Yeah, and there's blood fucking everywhere. Yeah. This fucking movie. <laughs> so now the three of them are, like, barricaded in this room. They shove, like, a dresser in front of the door so that these feral people can't get in. Mm-hmm. And then they see lights from the outside, and uh, the sheriff arrives, and he has donuts and coffee. So Floyd and Nancy tried to open the window, but the window won't open, of course, mm-hmm. so they can't alert the sheriff. Meanwhile, there's, like, feral noises, like, and howling and shrieking coming from From the the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. And then Gwen just decides she's going to go. She's going to go. She's going to get out of the house. It seemed like she was kind of having, like, a nervous or psychotic breakdown. And keep in mind, they're all fucking tripping still. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, so she moves this dresser that two people really put muscle behind it and pushed it behind the door. She just easily slides it over and then she just leaves. And, and she finds an axe. Yeah, in she the finds hallway. the axe. It's laying very like perfectly against the wall mm-hmm. in the moonlight. Pre- precariously. Mm-hmm. 
So then Gwen and Floyd follow her. I think Nancy, wait, Nancy and Floyd follow her. Mm-hmm. And I think Nancy picks up like a screwdriver as yeah. well. In the room, there was this box of like, it looked like costumes and hats. Yeah. And then she just pulls out an ice pick or, yeah, or a screwdriver. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, all right. I guess this, this is where <laughs> the movie's going now. And by the way, the scene of them like cowering behind the dresser. And listen it, them listening to the sounds of these like people mm-hmm. going around in the hallway. I mean, it was a good, it was a good chunk of time. Oh yeah, and it was it was pretty creepy, but it went on to the point where I was like, "Wow, we're still here." Mm-hmm. Lloyd and Gwen like argue over the axe because Gwen is clearly, like you said, having a nervous breakdown. Yeah, he gets it from her. But that doesn't help. Immediately at the end of, like, they're going down, like, this staircase, and right. uh, one of the people attack Floyd. And he, like, moves to, you know, axe them, but is too slow. And I guess the feral person has, like, a knife, and I, he's, like, stabbing him in the back. Yeah, yeah, multiple times. Yeah. Which we never see Floyd die, either. <laughs> That's we don't right. see his body or anything. Yeah, so the feral person stabs Floyd. He falls over, and then the girls start freaking out, and they start running upstairs, and then the feral guy goes to chase them. Mm-hmm. But then Floyd kind of, like, holds his pant leg to kind of stall him for a little bit, mm-hmm. and he yells, run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the girls run upstairs. Mm-hmm. But then the guy, like, shuts them in... Uh, I don't know what it was. It's like, like an it, elevator? It looked like an old school elevator where it used to have those like accordion looking doors. Yeah, like metal doors. Yeah. And then or he, like a gate. Yeah, so. And he jams a screwdriver in the top so that they can't get out. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back downstairs and grabs Floyd and like pulls him away. Right. And Floyd literally, we had the scream uh, captions on. And he literally says, they're taking me away. <laughs> like, as he's being dragged away, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so then the sheriff shows up, and he gets them out, and mm-hmm. they're walking through the house, and he's like, who's in the house with you? And I think they say ghosts, because at this point they are truly not sure, mm-hmm. like, what's going on. And then he says... uh he sees one of the feral people, and this is where he says, like, freeze, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Joe and, legitimately laughed at that point. Yeah, and then he didn't even give the feral person a chance to freeze. He goes, No, he just shot him. Freeze, motherfucker. And then he just pulls the trigger. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, uh, what's his face in Dexter? Everything, oh, jokes, motherfucker! Yeah, freeze, motherfucker! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he shoots the one guy, and then they're like running out of the house, and they're on their way out, and then like, uh, one of the feral people, or the same one, the same one that he shot, catches up with them, mm-hmm. and he like grabs the sheriff. The girls are over, uh, this. I don't know what, what it's was a, it it's like a stone wall. Yeah, so they jumped over that already, but he catches the sheriff and, like, smashes his face into the wall and then drags him off. <laughs> but it was such a little... Oh, my God. Like, they grabbed the sheriff by the back of the hair and just, like, went to smash his face into the wall. But it wasn't, like, a sickening crunch or anything. Yeah, it was it just, was, like, a pop. It was, like, a little... Yeah. Like, a little, a little kiss. Yeah. And he was just knocked out, and I don't know why. It was just... Which is, like... So funny to me. <laughs> There was such a large range in this movie of like, like when they killed Chad, like it was super bloody and like, and right. like they show like the dog. Oh, by the way, I guess I slept on my trigger warning, but the dog also dies in this movie. If you haven't realized that. We'll right. put the trigger warning in the, uh, right? in, in the, the description beginning. for you guys. <laughs> um, so those two scenes were really gruesome. Mm hmm. But then they hit the sheriff's head against the wall, and it's, like... Very G-rated. It's literally, like, you can tell it's, like, a, you know, a foam wall or whatever. Yeah. So they drag the sheriff away, and then Nancy or Gwen are there. 
they're about to start running, but Nancy is like, no, 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 I got to go back. Like, she gets a gun. This bugs me so much. So... This is the, the part that bugs you? Yeah, yeah, this is one of the parts. But her, she doesn't have a reason. Yeah, she's literally she just literally like... She literally says, I, was I have to. She's like, I was flirting with this guy like 30 minutes ago. I got to go see if he's okay. I, w- I would have preferred that. <laughs> that would have been better. That would have gave, given her a reason. But she just she kept said, saying, I have she to. She literally said, like, I can't let this happen again. And I was like, did you let someone die before? Like, It made no sense. So Nancy tells Gwen to go get help, mm-hmm. and that the sheriff already called for backup. But it's going to be a while. Yeah. He said, yeah. it's going to be a while. So she goes back into the house. She goes into the basement. She finds this, like, weird, like, area with bloody kids' toys. And then we see the sheriff, and he's tied up in a chair with the two feral people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Chad's head is in his lap. So, like, mm-hmm. we still don't see Floyd's body, so I don't know what happened to him. And then Nancy's, like, about to go into the area where the sheriff is tied up at. Um, but then immediately, two seconds later, Gwen shows back up. It's like, I don't even know why they bothered having that whole conversation when, like, Gwen just showed up two seconds later. <laughs> so then Gwen says that she solved the mystery and that... The Kaiser kids are Mona and Frankie. Those are the feral people in there. Which, by the way, in the midst of being high, this stressful situation oh that's God. traumatizing, uh, they just somehow magically conveniently solve the mystery in under yeah. two minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I solved it from the beginning of the movie, so <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but... <laughs> The sheriff recognizes Mona from the first grade, and then Mona, like, kind of recognizes him, too. Yeah, there's, like, a weird pause. And then Frankie axes Gwen. Nancy shoots him. Mona runs off. Gwen, this is another part where it's, like, it's just, it's like a pendulum swing, like, (laughs) very quickly from, like, not... A lot of gore, like, bad comedy to, like, a lot of gore, more horror-related. Yeah. Like, there's not a happy medium right. here, but, like, she's literally fucking in half. Like, her guts are just, like, hanging out. Yeah. I think that she doesn't even have a bottom attached to her. Uh-uh. Full Saving Private Ryan here. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, like... And she asks Nancy to kill her, and then she, like, hesitates for a while, but she does it. Yeah. And then Nancy and the sheriff escape. Uh, the cop just wants to nap. Oh, can I? T- he wants to nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said that. Yeah, He's like, I know. can I take a nap? I mean, he has a concussion, but. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say real quick. So we figure out who the feral people are and that the cop recognizes her from the first grade, right? Mm-hmm. They don't. They act like they were pulled from the woods. And they've had no human interaction at all. Right. You would think if they made it to the first grade, they would have basic speech, basic memory. Yeah. I was thinking that because they do a flashback of, like, the kids uh, running around the house, like, when, Mm -hmm. like, their parents were alive and stuff. Right. Um, And then conveniently, they show a flashback to the parents being found in the motel room, and it has, we didn't kill them, written in blood on the wall. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> Please. And nobody bothered to look for these kids? I hope there's not a sequel. What? I don't think there I is. I pray there's not. Okay. Sunday morning massacre. Mona is, of course, following the sheriff and Nancy. She jumps them. Well, she jumps Nancy, I guess. And the sheriff falls over, hits his head again. I don't know. He's passed out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nancy, like pushes her off or something mm-hmm. and she like moans or oh howls. yeah joe lost it he was <laughs> i don't know what the fuck that was uh, she needs to stop it <laughs> nancy drowns her in like mud and slime yep. just like a conveniently placed puddle well they were un- <laughs> <laughs> new band name but they they were under a bridge 
Yeah. So I figured, I guess that's an okay spot for a, some water. As the sheriff said earlier, it checks out. <laughs> she doesn't double tap her either. Mm, no. And then she just walks out with the sheriff. And uh, this. Oh, uh, wait, it's the morning all of a sudden. Yeah. It reminded me of the descent. When she finally makes it out of the cave and she's, like, covered in blood. Please, no. This None of this movie reminds us of that no, beautiful horror movie. I'm right. I, I'm not, <laughs> I, do, I love that movie. I, I do I'm understand. Just, I'm just talking about, like, the morning. Like, yeah. the morning. It's morning. They're, you know, walking and, mm-hmm. you know, covered in blood and tired. But it's over, right? It has to be right? over. Right? Right? Right. <laughs> It's not. No. They get in the car. Nancy asks for the keys, and then another feral kid jumps on top of the windshield, which confirmed my theory that it's like that uh, X-Files episode because they were inbreeding. Yep. That's all, folks. That... <sighs> Dear God. I don't... What... Wait, I didn't, even, I didn't even fucking rate this. I didn't write down a rating. You didn't write down a rating? <laughs> okay. I did, though. Okay, what was your rating? Um, Zero out of ten. So, here's the thing. I literally was going to give it a negative. The only reason I did not was people honestly worked on this movie. It was funded and it was it made, which is, <laughs> which is, it was made. It can be difficult. And like, I know a little bit about this i went to film school i have the bare minimum understanding of what it takes to you know to put together a movie even a small you know a small funded movie like this and you know kudos to them for putting it together but that's it there's nothing else redeemable about this i honestly would say zero out of ten avoid this movie at all costs it's not even like the room where it's so bad you have to watch it. You could talk to your friends about it. There's a cult following. No, this is bottom of the barrel. Roll your eyes. And to me, if you ever pause it to see how much time is left in the movie, you're too far gone. There's no resuscitating this. Time of death. While you were talking about it, I've had to think of a rating, and mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, um, I'll give it a 1 out of 10, like a, on, on pure... Pity? No. <laughs> because of the concept alone. The concept really interests me. Mm. I was so excited for this movie. I'd be so interested in seeing it done well. You yeah. know what I mean? Like an adult Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It was such a cool concept. Mm-hmm. They all can't be winners. No. Sorry. <laughs> and I feel bad picking the movie because, like, I mean, the other ones were bad but good. This one was bad but bad. <laughs> But you know what? That's okay, because that's why we're here. We watch the we watch the, the weird little horror movies out there to see if you guys. You know what? I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I watched it. That's good. We need a palate cleanser. I think. Well, you have next week's pick, so there's a lot of pressure on you to really bring it. Uh, yeah okay all right so i'm giving it a zero out of ten you're Um, giving it a one out of ten yeah all right well you know what i think this is the bar's low so i think it'll be an achievement to try and find something (laughs) to (laughs) yeah something that's even worse than saturday morning massacre yeah i think that's the title saturday morning mystery one of the two I think it's Saturday morning mystery, but then the at the very end of the movie, after the last little feral kid jumps on the windshield, then mm-hmm. it says Saturday morning massacre. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a mystery best left unsolved. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's everything. 
Yeah, I'm ready to like not talk anymore about this movie. Beautiful. All right, let's pack it up, <laughs> folks. Um, all right, so that's going to do it for this week for Partners in Fright. I'm once again. I'm Joe, and I'm Devin. Thank and you so much for joining us. Uh, you can rate and review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. It would really help us out. And we are also on Instagram and Twitter now at Partners in Fright. Yeah, so feel free. Give us a shout. Let us know what you think. If you've seen this movie. I would love to know if another living soul on this planet has watched this movie. Yeah, call in. We'll have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious. Spot. I'm kinda... I want a guest spot so we can talk about this movie all over again. Yep. All right, thanks so much for listening. All right, you guys take care. We'll see you next week.